In Genesis 2.18, there was one word that we have not yet considered in this series on marriage that we have been conducting over the last seven broadcasts. And that is the word helper, or as it says in the old King James, I will make a help meet for him. I don't know whether you've uh, ever thought about it very much, but this word help meet is a word that we come across very often. Actually, there is no such word as the word help meet. Often a husband will say, uh, let me introduce you to my help meet. And of course he means his wife. Everybody understands that's what he means. But if anybody were asked to define what a help meet is, they couldn't define it because there is no such thing as a help meet. What has happened is that two words, that were two words in the King James of verse uh, 18 in chapter 2 of Genesis, have been elided, or we might say mushed together, to form a single word. And the King James it reads, I will make a help, that's one word, meet, M-E-T-E, for him. Now, those are two different words, not the same word. And they've just been brought together and formed a, a single word that has no meaning really, except as a synonym for the word wife. But in the original, those were two words and two very critical words. We studied a few uh, broadcasts ago something of the meaning of Genesis 2.18, in which it says, I will make a help meet for him or suitable for him or approximating him or corresponding to him at every point. You remember I talked about cutting the grapefruit, those of you who listened, and putting the two halves of the grapefruit together so that after you've cut the, cut the, uh, the fruit into two halves, uh, each half approximates exactly the other half from which it was cut. So that the two form a whole when they're brought, to, brought together. And when God made a woman, he brought into Adam's life when he made Eve that which approximated him at every point so that the two would form a bigger and richer and fuller whole uh, of one person than they could be uh, separately. That's what the word meet uh, actually uh, means. But now what about this word help? Well, back in 1611, when the King James Version was translated, the uh, word help meant exactly what our word helper means today. And so what he's really saying here, as in a modern translation it would read, is that it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper who is suitable for him or who approximates him. So the wife's fundamental role in relationship to her husband, submission is not a role, that's an attitude or a place uh, where she should stand, a position in which she stands and an attitude which she should assume in relationship to that position, but her, her uh, submission, which we often think about, uh, is not her role, that isn't her, her role in life to be subject to her husband. That's ridiculous to think of that as, her, th that as her role. Her role in life is to be her husband's helper. Now, I don't know whether you have thought about that in quite that way before. But if you were to look at the last chapter of the book of Proverbs, you would find that that's exactly how that excellent wife who is described in Proverbs 31 is looked upon as a tremendous helper to her husband. Her 
fulfillment of her life is in helping her husband and her family. Notice what it says as it begins, an excellent wife who can find, for her worth is far above jewels. And then it says, the heart of her husband trusts in her. He will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. So her orientation is toward her husband. A wife who decides that she's going to be married and not be husband-oriented in this life misses the whole purpose and key to her role in life. She probably, if that was her attitude before she was married, should not have been married. She probably should have looked toward a single life of serving Jesus Christ in some other way if she was not willing or anxious to orient herself toward her husband. But when a woman is married, she finds that the answer to her life calling and that the role that she, she takes is to work with her husband as his companion as he indeed tries to please her and do those things which are for her blessing and for her joy and for her benefit as we saw in our last broadcast when we talked about the husband having the role of uh, uh, the, the one who heads or leads his wife in a manner uh, in a manner in which Jesus Christ heads up his church, a manner which is, uh, requires him to bring his wife into every decision, every thought, every consideration that he makes in the marriage, just as Christ is head over all things for the sake of his church, we read in Ephesians, the, l the last part of the first chapter. Now the wife's role then is to be her husband's helper. She is to be there to help him in every respect. But notice, that means every respect. That does not mean that she is to help him merely by uh, washing the dishes or keeping his house clean or getting his clothes ironed or washed or something of that sort. Of course, that's part of it. But it means that she's to help him in every respect. She's to be a, a helper who is suitable for him or who corresponds to him at each point. Men need a lot more help than sometimes they're willing to admit. They need a lot of help in thinking. They not need a lot of help in decision making. They need a lot of help in terms of being corrected about the things that are wrong in their lives. And the whole idea of submission of a wife does not mean that she cannot rebuke her husband if she does it in a submissive and loving manner. But she certainly must rebuke him when it is necessary in order to help him to straighten out his life in some way. It doesn't mean for her to be subject to her husband that she can't have a thought anymore in her head or make a suggestion to her husband. Indeed, if she doesn't bring the best of her persuasion and the best of her ability to, to uh, win him to a viewpoint that she believes is correct before God, she doesn't really help him when he is making decisions. A wife to be her husband's helper, to truly be his counterpart, and to truly be a companion in every sense of that word, must give him the fullest and deepest help possible that she can give to that husband. And that means that she's going to bring all kinds of questions to him and all kinds of information to him and to make every kind of suggestion to, suggestion to him possible, all, of course, in a manner which is uh, consonant with respect for the position that God has given him in the home. But help, on the one hand, means full help in every area of his life. And on the husband's side, the other hand, it means that he should be willing 
and able to receive that rebuke or that help, whatever it may be that she brings to him. And that it means he should even solicit it. He should ask for his wife's help. Headship of the husband does not mean some kind of autonomous attitude toward his wife where he makes all the decisions and lets her in on them later. It means that with her help he makes the decisions and that with her help he is finally responsible for them and that with her help, even if he has to go against that help which she offers, he is the one who has looked into it fully before making that decision. How wonderful for us men that we have wives with all the wisdom that God has given to them to help us in these ways. Lord, help wives to be true helpers of their husbands, we pray in Christ's name. Amen.